is Sean. And this is Kylie. And you are listening to the Second Emulation Podcast. Today's episode is really just going to be a prequel to what I've called the Nick Cage to the Multiverse. Not a really creative name, but it's going to be the next series of films that we'll be watching after we finish up Lindsay Lohan. And with that, I've used the program Letterbox with a D to curate the vast selection of Nick Cage movies into a curated list that myself and Kylie will be going on interesting journey of Nick Cage from his earlier works to his most current. And Nick Cage is very prolific. There's been lots of memes made about him from all sorts of films and gifs. I think that he's like the most meme artist based on his work. Maybe. I don't know. He's definitely one that, that he comes from, a, a lot of people don't know, he comes from a very famous family, the Coppola family, like the ones who did The Godfather, that's Francis Ford Coppola. And then Sofia Coppola, and even, I think it's Jason Schwartzman is a part of that family too. He comes from that family, and so they're all like prolific within the industry. Obviously, there's nepotism. And when he first started, he was young, he was handsome. I think people were like, he's a good actor. And then he did go through this period, I think, where people just thought he was real shit. And remember those movies that came out that were not like uh. The Witcher or was it The Witcher or the, the Sorcerer's Apprentice or things like that. And people just were not vibing with Nick Cage. But I feel like he's come back around now in the past few years. He's been mm. in like Pig and the that new one where he plays himself. The name escapes me. But yeah, we watched it once and then we're probably gonna have to watch it again because it was a good film. But yes, he has a resurgence. He's having a resurgence, I but think. But for what people don't know, and going back to what you just said, is that he actually and ended up owing a lot of money. Normally, at that young age, for some actors, you once you get an influx of cash of that amount, you develop a spending habit, if not. And there's no one to really keep you in check, so... He, unfortunately, like anyone else who's human, bought more things than he could afford. He bought a crypt. I wouldn't necessarily say that, like, that, like, anyone else would buy that. But I do think he wasn't aware. He wasn't paying attention to his money. I guess that can happen when you have lots of it. Yeah, and that's, that kind of leads into the next point of him essentially doing a lot of what we would consider D and C type of movies. He was just putting out any movie that would pay him money to do it, which goes into all these bad films that he, that period of bad films that he's done, which we're also probably going to watch, is because of that. He was just doing it just to get a paycheck, just to pay these things. And now the dust has settled and he's comfortable. But yeah, he's, he's very iconic. One of the films, or I guess a favorite film that we like watching is The National Treasure. And yeah, that, apparently they're making a third one, so that'll be fun. And a series. That's not they're making a series. Oh boy. Yeah, that's doesn't have him in it right now because he's also filming. Uh huh. So he'll be mentioned in there, but National Treasure, in my opinion, is like our 
Well, yeah, yearly. I loved that movie as a kid. So it's like a yearly, I won't say ritual movie that we watch, but it's, we watch it maybe once a year when during the holidays, because it's just when we get that fix of we want to watch Nicolas Cage movies, that's at the top of the list. For us, yeah. But I like to watch Moonstruck typically. I think it's a hilarious movie as a romantic comedy. And I like to quote it all the time, but people never know what I'm talking about because the movie's so old. So Cher won an Oscar for her performance in that movie. So I personally have never watched Moonstruck. I think for myself, it's going to be an interesting journey because there's a lot of films of his that I have never watched. I've heard of, but I've never seen Moonstruck being one of them. And a few other ones, which didn't even know he was in. Yeah, he's been in a lot of movies over the years, which makes sense because he's had a really long career. And obviously, like you said, he did all those movies because he he <laughs> owed a lot of money. I think he might still owe money. I don't know. But, but it is fun to do a deep dive on actors that have a very large catalog. Like once COVID hit, I did. Sandra Bullock with a friend and then Julia Roberts. Now we're doing Tom Hanks. And it's nice to go and see the different movies that you've missed over the years or you were too young for or that everyone talks about that you weren't aware of. So it'll be a fun treat. We'll really get to see if he's quote unquote a bad actor. Yes. And it'll be an interesting journey because we'll also get to see where these specific memes that the internet has created come from. Mm -hmm. And gifts, we'll see a lot of them like on the web and Twitter, and we'll have an idea like, oh, this is what it means. Because he's also been memed and made fun of on the internet based on pulling certain scenes. And so it's just it's very interesting. And I think the actor is also self-aware that his, he's also a meme in itself. And his last film has... I think he's aware, it. yeah. Because especially with that film we just watched, or we watched or when it came out, with him where he plays a version of himself. I think he's aware of the things people think about him. And it was actually really funny. It's always funny when people are in on the joke a little bit. Not too much. Like, you don't want someone to be so in on the joke that it's dull. But he was just in on the joke enough to make it funny in mm -hmm. that movie. And mm -hmm. I would recommend it for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, and there will probably be revisiting that movie. Not anytime soon, but it'll be, it's part of the selection. And then with that, these cage to the multiverse we're going to see how adaptable he is as a different characters which character from films are much more memorable as opposed to which ones just faded in the background and so that's going to be interesting to see and then of course we'll have i personally will have a drink or a cocktail i'm not sure about you when we do these deep dive episodes it's also going to be interesting to see what not only our ratings and reviews, but what did other people think about these films? Oh, yeah. We'll probably read a couple comments from Letterboxd like we did last time because it's fun to see what pe other people have to say. The internet is in peak performance right now. They're making some real solid jokes. It is. And also, like, people who didn't grow up in that generation who probably never heard of Nick Cage watching these films is also going to be interesting to see what their reaction to him is and that kind of like this episode is essentially just us talking a little bit about that journey and what we're going to hopefully witness the good and the bad so i'm not sure any of us are gonna come out of it man he was a emmy winning performer i think he won an oscar actually for one of his movies 
I'm pretty sure Nicolas Cage won an Oscar. But we'll look into it. Either it was him or it was Johnny Depp, who was in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. But I think it was Nick Cage. Let me see. I remember reading the book. He is, yeah, he won an Oscar. And then what was his it for? Let's see. Oh, honors. I was for Leaving Las Vegas. I was right. Yeah, he won that one in 1995. So, yeah, that book is a trip. So it makes sense. But... Yeah, he's an Oscar-winning actor, ironically. And we'll learn some new facts about Nicolas Cage, because I did not know that. So not only will this deep dive into Nick Cage's films will only be interesting viewing for us, but also we'll learn some new things about the actor. And for those who listen to the episodes, you'll be able to follow along. I'll be sharing the letterbox watch list on the description of each episode of film that we do so that you can follow along and see where we're at in what film we watch and what we're currently watching and what we're going to be watching. So you'll be able to follow along as well. And yeah, it'll be a good time. I think we're going to start with Moonstruck. That's the one we decided to start with, right? Yes, that's the one we're going to start with since I've never seen it. Okay. And then it's we can... The iconic share. And then we'll we'll go from there, like what the next one will be. Again, we'll see Letterbox and just see which ones. We can also rearrange them, you know, anyone. So they don't, it doesn't have a specific order. We can rearrange anytime, which is going to be interesting because we can change the order based on the one. I'm not really ready to watch this one just yet. Let's put this one at a different, at the end or at some point. So, which is going to be interesting. But yeah, I'm looking forward to watching it because I've never seen Moonstruck. And so it's going to be a real entertaining film for me personally. Yep, it should be a good time. And I didn't want this episode to be too long. This serves as a purpose of, of just a preview of what we're going to be talking about, which is the Nick, the Cage through the Multiverse Saga. All right. All right. That's, that'll be it. <laughs> until next time. Yep, until next time. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, Please subscribe and leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with Second Emulation and get all the behind-the-scenes content, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at SGWars31 and Instagram at SeanGewars. These are my personal socials as I work to get the podcast ones up and running.